0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: We don't know everything. We won't know everything until Jesus comes back. I believe when the perfect is come refers to the second coming of Jesus Christ. In other words, when the Lord comes back, we're going to see him face to face and we'll know him completely just as he knows us completely. So the gift of tongues, we find, turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, right after the Gospel of John. Acts chapter 2, first mention of tongues in Acts chapter 2 you know the story just peruse with me it's the day of Pentecost that fully come suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind you ever see the the, the, the cartoons and they show uh, like they do the story of you know acts and this big wind blows through and everybody blows over and the kitchen table blows over the chairs blow over okay it wasn't when it says the sound was as a rushing mighty wind, okay, and it filled the whole house, and there appeared cloven tongues of fire, or divided tongues as of fire, that set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues. Just peruse with me in Acts chapter two. They began to speak with other tongues. Glossielia is the Greek word, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Parthians, Medes. Look at verse nine. All these people gathered together, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phygeria, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs were all gathered together in Jerusalem. And notice they said, we hear them speaking in our own tongue, the wonderful works of God. So people came from all over the known world. When they arrived, they heard people speaking in their dialectos, their dialectos. What were they saying? They were speaking the wonderful works of God. They were giving praise to God. Notice the tongue was not directed toward man. They were not giving a message like people speaking in tongues and then somebody stands up and says, thus says the Lord God Almighty, I'm going to bring judgment. That's not what they were doing. When they heard them speak in tongues, y'all follow me? When they heard them speak in tongues, they were giving praise to God. The message was not directed toward man. The message was directed toward God in the form of praise and worship. Let's look at another example of tongues in Acts chapter 10. Turn with me eight chapters to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 and look at verse, uh, right about verse, um, Acts 10, right about verse 40, 44. Yeah, look at Acts 10, 44. Peter went to the house of Cornelius. He was sharing the gospel with the Gentiles. Verse 44 through 46. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and the Gentiles who believed were astonished because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. Also, verse 46, for they heard them speak with tongues and do what, saints? Magnify God. So the gift of tongues is a gift given to the church to praise and lift up and magnify the name of Jesus, not to give a message to men. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. Go back there and look at chapter 14. Again, we're going to let the scriptures speak for themselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Y'all keeping up with me? 1 Corinthians 14. Look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. 1 Corinthians 4.2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to who, saints? For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies, remember I told you the word prophecy means what? Just yell it out. Very good. fourth. Very good, junior. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Daddy, boy, I see you. You actually listen. When would you start doing that? Amen. <laughs> but he who prophesies or forth the word of God speaks edification, verse 3, exhortation and comfort. How many times have we heard somebody stand up and begin to speak in tongues? And this was my background, okay? And maybe some of yours. Somebody stands up, begins to speak in tongues, and then the pastor will shush the audience, Right? Somebody gets up and they start speaking. They start speaking. I don't have to give tongues, so I just, you know, I, just make, I make it up. And then, so they start speaking in tongues. And then the pastor, shh, 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 everybody. And this person stands up to speak in tongues right in the middle of the pastor's message. So the pastor's preaching. And all of a sudden, an individual just stands up and speaks in tongues. Now, look, don't try this at home. Amen. If I'm preaching, you're not. (laughs) Amen. Can we get that on? Can we get that under our belt? If I'm preaching, you're not. So they get up in the middle of the message and pastor, shh, shh, because this person me. And then after they speak in tongues, then you'd hear something like, thus says the Lord, little children, thou art low life, Repent. My judgment is nearer than you think. Listen, this isn't a true interpretation. The litmus says to tell if an utterance in tongues is truly from God, is the tongue directed toward God? Even if I'm trying to help you listen, even if the, I'm trying to help you, even if there's an interpretation of that tongue, someone stands and speaks in, the, in tongue, or maybe you're in a prayer circle and someone begins to speak in tongues. And the interpretation does not sound like something like glory to you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Remember, they were glorifying and magnifying God. If the interpretation does not sound something like that, it doesn't have to be just that, but something which it is directed toward God. It is a message toward God, not a message toward you. God has given you his message is right here. This is the word of God. I'm glad 10 people agree with that. This is the word of God. God has given you his message. If that tongue comes out with the interpretation of a message toward you, that is not a proper interpretation, a tongue that is truly A proper interpretation of it would be exalting God, lifting up God, praising God. If you hear anything else, it's the flesh, and it should be disregarded. So question, what's the purpose of the gift of tongues? Well, listen, you got your pen? Keep up with me. I want you to take down three things I'm going to give you, and I'm sure there are more. You can find more, but I'm going to give you three of the purpose of the gift of tongues. Number one, and we won't have time to look at all the verses, so just write down the verses, okay? Okay. Number one, to assist the believer in prayer. Tongues can assist the believer in prayer. Write that down. Assist the believer in prayer. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps in in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or expressed. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15. So chapter 14, verse 14 and 15. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. There are many, many times that we don't know how to pray. Have you ever been in that situation? You don't really know how to pray. Somebody tells you that, you know, um, some loved one just got cancer or someone just passed away, or some really devastating thing has happened. You don't know how to pray. You just don't. Um, The Bible says the Spirit of God will pray for you, will help you pray. And even Romans tells us with groanings, now get this, this is spiritual stuff I'm trying to help you all with. Uh, Don't ask me to explain it. I'm telling you what the Bible says with groanings that cannot be uttered. In other words, you're praying, you don't know how to pray, you don't know the words to choose to pray, so you can just groan, and God will take that groaning and interpret it into some language that God, the Holy Spirit takes the groaning, interprets that language in which God can understand, and God will hear the heart cry of your prayer. Even though you don't have the words, all you have to do is just groan. Isn't that awesome? That's Romans chapter 8, verse 26. When you don't know how to pray the gift of tongues. Now, if you have the gift of tongues, then you can begin to pray in the gift of tongues, in that area of prayer that, that, that you feel led of the Spirit, in the gift of tongues, and where you may run out of words. But if you have the gift of tongues, I don't have that gift. Uh, People that I know have that gift. Um, And by the way, they can use that gift anytime they want. I know several people, actually, who have the gift of tongues. Watch this. They have the gift of tongues, and they can begin to speak. If I were to say, go ahead and speak in tongues, they would begin to speak in tongues, just like that. Because they have the gift. And the Bible says that the gift is subject to the prophet. So you have control over your gift. And you can use your gift when you want to use your gift. So if you're in prayer and you run out of words to pray, and you have the gift of tongues, then you can begin to pray in tongues and you will have more words. Did you know that the average person has a vocabulary of 5,000 basic words? 5,000 Winston Churchill who won the Nobel Peace Prize had a vocabulary of 15,000 words this gift of tongue gives you more words Sometimes when you're praying you're worshiping God and giving thanks you just run out of words the gift of tongues gives you another language or more words to praise God not only that but you can use your gift to edify build up and encourage the believer write that down what's the purpose of the gift to assist in your prayer and then also to edify, build up, and encourage the believer. First Corinthians fourteen four. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Look at first Corinthians fourteen four. Look at verse 14 of uh, chapter 14, look at verse 4. He who speaks in, in, in tongue, in a tongue, edifies who saints himself. But he who prophesies edifies who, saints? The church. If you speak in tongues, you're edifying yourself. But if you prophesy, you're edifying the church. Paul says speaking in tongues is like a supernatural exercise program. You are strengthened and built up and edified as you use your gift. But when you prophesy or you speak forth the word of God, you build up others. Or well, what's the use or what's the purpose of the gift of tongues? Not only to assist in prayer. And to build up and edify and encourage. But then thirdly and finally, the gift of tongues is assigned to unbelievers. How so, Rodney? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 22. Look at chapter 14, verse 22. I told you we want to let the word of God speak for itself. Look at verse 22. Therefore, chapter 14, verse 22. Therefore, tongues are assigned not for those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Again, the day of Pentecost, you know, everyone heard them speaking in tongues. That was a powerful sign to unbelievers and to the Gentile nations because it opened the door for Peter, as you read on in chapter 3 of Acts, it opened the door for Peter to preach the gospel, and 3,000 people got saved. When the gift of tongues is exercised properly, it's a powerful sign to unbelievers. But when the gift of tongues is exercised improperly, it's weird. Am I right about it? I thought I would find a theological word for weird, but I really couldn't find one. So weird. It's weird. When you come into a church and you're a non-believer, I, look, when you come into a church and you're a believer and people are speaking in tongues and swinging from the chandeliers and you know dancing bears and smoke and da-da-da-da-da. You're like, whoa, what's going on in here? Man, it's out of order. Why? Because anything that's chaotic is out of order and it isn't of God. Because I don't know about you, but we serve a God of order. Right? Look at the universe. Look at the universe. Look at you now. You're sitting down. Gravity is holding you down. That's order. We serve a God of order. And when you come into a church and people are speaking in tongues, that's out of order. If you have the gift of tongues, listen, exercise it, enjoy it, and stir it up. Use it to praise God. Use it to give thanks to God. Sing to him. Exalt him. Adore him. But you don't have to do it loudly. Amen. Somebody once came to me and said to me, "Well, you know, just pastor, you know, where, where, where's the, where's the gifts at? How are the gifts operating in this church? Are are the gifts operating?" I said, "Yeah, absolutely, all the time." Well, I'm prophesying every Sunday and maybe Wednesday. I'm speaking forth the word of God. Okay, Um, I hope I'm exhorting people. I'm hoping I'm building you up. Sometimes I'm tearing you down, but. Tell- <laughs> Ed, and then build you up, I hope. Um, are people speaking in tongues during the service? I- I'm confident they are. Just because they're not doing it loudly. And see, this is where I'm asking you to kind of get your slate clean and just understand what the scripture says. Just because we are used to coming into the church environment and people are loudly speaking in tongues, then we know that they have the gift of tongues, and somehow we start looking at them like, oh, they're spiritual. I mean, even the pastor shushes the audience. Shh, shh, As if God is speaking when that person is speaking. We're used to it being loud. People I'm confident worshiping, well, I know several people who do speak in tongues and are in church and are in this room right now, and they worship in tongues while we're worshiping. Just because you don't do it loudly doesn't mean it's not happening. See, we think it has to be done loudly. The whole church doesn't have to know that you're using your gift. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse 18. Fourteen and verse eighteen. Notice, Paul says in verse eighteen, "I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all." Now you talking about boasting? Paul said, "I speak in tongues more than all y'all." <laughs> y'all ain't saying nothing yet. Verse nineteen in the church. In the the corporate assembly, y'all follow me? In the corporate assembly, I would rather speak five words with understanding that I might teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. But when we are gathered in the assembly, I would rather stand here and speak five words and you understand those five words than 10,000 words and you don't understand. Oh, what's the point? So you leave church, and man, the guy stood up here and spoke 10,000 words. What did he say? I don't know, but it sure sounded good to me. (laughs) Or he spoke five words, and I understood it, and it blessed my life. Because really, all God needs is one word. God can speak one word, change you, just like that. Five? That's a, that's a blessing. Paul said, I speak more than you all. But when we all are gathered together, I want you to understand what I have to say. And I think for many, many years we were taught that if you are born again, I don't know about you, but I remember if you were born again and you're filled with the Spirit, then that feeling, where my people at? That feeling is what? Evidence by speaking in tongues. What, right? Like if you're, if you're if you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. I remember this one sister in testi- testimony sir. so in the black church, we used to have testimonies, sir. Now, listen, if you're new to our church, you know, we talk about black people and white people. Because we don't make an issue, we don't really care. It's not that big an issue, so get over it. And uh, <laughs> Calvary Chapel, where y'all at? y'all know we don't We, that's, we don't care about that. We don't care about that. If you're white, you're white. If you're black you're black, it's OK. Be proud to be white. Be proud to be black. Be proud to be who you are. God made you. That's why I don't get caught up. I'm not like, oh, don't oh, don't say black people. Ooh, 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 don't say black people. Don't say white people. Ooh, man. People get all caught up. By if you're white, you're white. You've been white all your life. Why are you all upset now? <laughs> <laughs> now you all. I've been black all my life. I'm, I've got no problem with my blackness. I'm fine. I hope you are. I'll <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. And it's in the back church. We have testimony service. So you get up. <laughs> and there's a protocol. There's a protocol. There's a way to do it. Now, you don't just stand up and start talking. You got to do it the right way. The right way. So you stand up, fix your clothes. First of all, I want to thank God, who's the head of my life. Want to acknowledge the pastor and all the leadership and the elders. I call them socks, and all the because when you sit, they sit up here. All you see is socks. So I call them socks. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank God, who's the head of my life. I want to tell you that I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. Whew. You cut the Spirit. (laughs) And then you go on and you give your testimony. And I thought that, because people would say that if you are filled with the Spirit, then that filling of the Spirit will be evidenced by you speaking in tongues. And if you are not filled with the Spirit, then you will not speak in tongues. So I thought that... You must not be a Christian if you don't speak in tongues. Listen, the Bible does not teach that. The Bible teaches that it is the Spirit. Please go back to chapter 12 and look at verse 11. The Bible is clear. It is the Spirit of God who doles out the gifts. And he may choose to give you the gift of tongues, and give someone else another gift. Either way, the evidence of my being filled with the Spirit has nothing to do with my display of the gift of tongues. The evidence of my being filled with the Spirit is loving one another. If you don't have love, the gifts profit you nothing. Come on, clap your hands and say amen. Now, I will say this, that there is, and then we're going to move on. Uh, there are those who believe, not only... Uh, The gifts of tongues, in other words, if I know a language or I begin to praise God in a language that I have not learned, then that would be a tongue for me. For example, if I start speaking in French, I don't know French, right? And someone here does know French. So I start speaking in French, I don't know French. All I I know is we. We. And somebody does know French, and then they give the interpretation of it, but French is not something that I know. Therefore, that would be a tongue for me. It, a tongue is a language that is known to someone on earth, but not known to you. Um, am I helping you? Remember in Acts 2, don't go back there, but remember in Acts 2, there were people gathered from every nation on the earth. And they understood the language that was being spoken. Their mother tongues were being spoken.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time.